Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit. I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. And I am PK. I don't do magic, Morty. I do science. One takes brains, the other takes dark eyeliner. I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Biz Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are. I know it's fun. You're like, hey, I found buttons. Let's push them to piss me off. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! trippy-ass music right there. I dig it. I dig this take I, on it. Little uh, little, little dubstep who? who Dr. Who, dubstep. Who is that? Uh, Do you know who the artist is? This Get is it? the guy who did the dubstep who? remix of Dr. Dr. Who. who. No, fair enough. I was, just, uh, no, I was just curious. I was just curious. If you if you type in Dr. Who themed dubstep, it's the first one that comes Whoever up comes in the up. old tubes of the U. All right. So you can go that route. Uh, I uh, Maybe by the second half, I'll, I'll seek it out and uh, actually give you an artist name. There you go. That's kind of, I should have that information <laughs> so we can credit our people that we're, <laughs> we're pilfering music from. Yeah, there's, uh, well, there was some good Who stuff in the news stuff this week. Indeed. But, but before we get to all of that, we should say that, of course, this is Geek Stuff episode 505. 505. We're calling this one. Does anybody else want to say it other than me? Big Kev, do you want to say it? Big Kev versus the Volcano. Yes. Nice. Big Kev versus the Volcano. So, very quickly, last week we were not here. However, what I did last week, and it got I a lot. Uh, well, yeah, it was my fault. I mean, it happens to, mm-hmm. to all of us. Um, but what I did last week, and we got a lot of positive feedback on it, and this is why I want to talk about it very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I went back to year one of the show. Right. Actually, it was year two of the show. And I found the episode that corresponded directly to that date from that year. Oh, cool. And put a vintage episode out last week. Cool. Okay. Um, And I did it um, both because I wanted to have something to put out rather than not have anything at all. Of course, yep. Um, But I also did it because I wanted to tell the people who are not patrons that that is something that we do quite often on the show. Several times a month, we release... Uh, vintage episodes for people in the $5 Patreon tier. Um, and a lot of you gave some really positive feedback. You liked hearing the old theme. You liked hearing our take on some of those old yep. topics and how those things have changed over the so years. So much evolution in um, the past 10 years. And so um, if that's something that you enjoy and you think you would like to continue to enjoy and you would also like to continue to support the show, 
it's a great uh, you you can have access to those things monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, several a month you get vintage episodes. Um, just go to patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. Sign up for the $5 tier. And in addition to the vintage episodes, you get all sorts of additional bonus content. You get access to the Discord chat room. Mm-hmm. You get access to uh, the show released a few days early. Mm-hmm. Patrons get it on Tuesdays. Everybody else gets it on Thursdays or Fridays at my discretion. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, so yeah. That, Lots so of perks over in the party on. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to do something rather than not put something up at all. So yeah, it's clever. It's, it's some marketing genius over there. Well, you know, I, I even but you make the big bucks. Even when I'm not, and even when I can't be here to do the show, I'm still thinking about how yep. to do the show. Yep, so, yep, yep. so I'm glad that we were able to do that. I'm glad for the people who checked it out and, and really liked it. And and you know, don't expect it too often. Maybe once in a blue moons, maybe yep. once in a blue moons you get that first one's free. That's it. That's how that works. First that's, taste. That's it. First taste is free. First taste is on a house. <laughs> um, but that being said, of course, we did open up the uh, show tonight with the dubstep who. Yes. And uh, there is some Doctor Who stuff in the news this week, and that's why we talked about it. Indeed there is. Um, so I did not actively seek out this story or watch it, but I saw, was there something with David Tennant as the Doctor and the Muppets? Yes, at the O2. He had okay. uh, he had reprised his role in uh, in the uh, Doctor Garb for a uh, for a bit. I forget what the event was for, and and I I have only seen I haven't seen the actual clips of the event or or the the piece. Right. Uh, just only the the thumbnail of him uh, standing there in uh, in the costume looking. I mean, not a thing has changed since no. he's uh, the man does not age. Well, he's a time lord. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was some sort of event. I, I get it, it. It was a, a, ch- a charity thing at the O2, I think, or uh, right. some some form. Maybe it was an awards uh, thing. Uh, I was trying to look that and up. Was he with Pigs in Space? Is that was that the? Uh, yes, that, that was okay. the, that, that's who he was interacting with in the, right. in, the, uh, in, the in the in the thumbnail. Now I don't know what other Muppets became involved with that somehow, sure. but he he does appear with the Pigs in Space, uh, at least according to the. Uh, the, the thumbnail image for, right. for that. So uh, thank you for reminding me because that was something that I wasn't able to check out when I first saw it, and then it fell off the radar. So now it's uh, well, planted there to look up the, after we finish up here. So what happened to me was I saw it when it first popped up, but I just didn't have time to sit down and click the link, right? And then right, I forgot same. about it. And then when I was looking at stuff for tonight's show, I saw the link to the um, – or I saw the story about the teaser for the next season of Doctor Who. Yes, and um, that was kind of like the also in Doctor You know, like at the bottom right. of the story, other, other stories. Doctor Who news. Yeah, right. Doctor I, n- news. News. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got to check that out. Um, but that said, we did get a teaser. And it was the teaser in the truest sense of teaser for, for Doctor Who. Yeah, basically saying uh, she's coming. Yeah, she's coming. And Don't, here's her face again. Yeah. And see you in the fall. Don't forget about us. <laughs> Don't forget. Well, we're still here. Not a hint no, anything at all whatsoever uh, outside of it, which is great. I'm absolutely, I'm perfectly happy with that. It's just saying we're coming. Well, there was, there was like a little subtle, there was a subtle hint going on in the, that trailer. The Beano thing? Because there was, there was this <laughs> something, there's something timey-wimey going on. Right. Because things are kind of coming in and out of time okay. in that trailer. Like the one couple opens up the pizza and they eat the last slice of pizza and then reopen the box and the pizza is full and there again. Right. So, like, so there is some disturbance in the timeline um, that's going on. Do you think it alludes to that or is it just a matter of, hey, this is a Time Lord walking around and, you know, people time travel. So here, you know, you, th- you think those little misty mm. things that were affecting uh, the actual timeline are 
uh, a hint of what's to come, or or I, I do some kind of crossover with Mystic Pizza. Yeah, that, 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 yes. that, that's it. She ends up in Connecticut. Um, no, I I do, and I'll tell you why. Because I think that's a really clever, it, it not clever because I think they've probably done it before, but it's it's a good way to sort of have an opening intro. Like she's back, the regeneration has taken place. Right. Something has gone wonky with the regeneration, which maybe explains the gender swap. Right. And things aren't quite right and in also, the timeline. Look how it wrapped up with her tumbling to her potential doom. Right. Uh, no TARDIS, no uh, yeah. nothing. Um, I think that's a good way that that's a potential like like episode one, episode two storyline. Right. Like something is wonky in the timeline, things have gone, you know, awry. She's got to correct them and fix them, right. et cetera, et cetera, yada, yeah. yada, blah, blah, blah. But so I, I liked it for a teaser, I guess. Yeah. It's, and it, not it's to be left purpose. behind, Funko already has announced product. Well, of course. So they have – for San Diego, they have, um, they have a 13th Doctor pop and a 13th Doctor rock candy piece coming out. Um I don't know what about that pop is going to be different than the regular doctor. I'm guessing it's like the scar for it's something it's something subtle that will not carry over to the um to the rest is, right. is what I'm guessing. But um And a hot candy they've announced also. Yeah, the rock candy, right. Right, yeah. So right. um Yeah, so so there's that. So look, I'm looking forward to Doctor Who. Um I've said it before. We've talked about it in relation to American television. I like how the BBC does things. The short and seasoned, the little bit of a breather between seasons. I think it makes the stories a little bit more concise with direction. I think it cuts out a lot of the fluff. I think it makes you kind of long for the characters a little bit more when there are those breaks. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the return of the Doctor this coming fall. Also coming yeah, this fall. I don't like it when they do it with Rick and Morty, though. Well, no, you know what? I don't mind the gap with Rick and Morty. What I mind about Rick and Morty is the is for whatever reason the 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 uncertainty of it all, right? Like, right. like I'm okay if they're like, oh, we'll be back in a year and a half. What I don't like is. Are they coming back? Are they not coming back? Are they coming back? Uh, we'll oh, back, right. Maybe. Yeah. Comedy Central didn't pick them up. What's happening? But, but like that kind of thing. That's the part that kind of pisses me off with Rick and Morty. Once I know that they're coming back, I can wait it out. I, I, I'm comfortable waiting it out knowing that Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon are doing their best and crafting some clever, hopefully some clever scripts, some clever storylines, you know, some clever situations for Rick and Morty and Jerry and everybody else to... What is going on over there? <laughs> are you driving over speed bumps as we do the show? That, or are you driving into the volcano? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you. you. I haven't moved. It's like whatever is happening over there, it's like dropping out and then coming back with a loud <laughs> bomb every time. Oh, it's not me, man. Well, I mean, it is you, but I don't know what's causing it. <laughs> um, Maybe it's interference from the volcano, which we haven't talked about it's yet. A, or has it been 108 minutes? Did you hit the button yet? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Well, why don't we why don't we talk about the volcano? So you are on the volcano island. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in I'm on the big island. I'm on the Kona side. Uh, the island is referred to in two sides: the Kona side and the Hilo side. Hilo is where the volcano is. Kona is where the Vog is blowing. That's Vog with a V. O G. Uh, that is, um, the sort of fog, volcano fog, uh, that is, uh, 
hurting my eyes, my throat, my breathing. But don't worry. I'm only here for another week. Oh, good. Good. I think the volcano might be interfering with your Wi-Fi yeah. connection, too. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it pretty solid. But uh, last night, I took one of those uh, overhyped boat trips to where the volcano is hitting the sea. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'll actually send you some pictures later. OG, you can put those up on the website. So, uh, so and I have some video clips as well. I'll send. I'll see what you uh, what you decide is interesting enough to put up. I did actually see lava pouring into the sea. And so, do you see uh, it solidify when it hits the cool water? Well, no, you don't really. I mean, it kind of falls off into the water, and then there is the most. And he's Uh-oh. gone. In your, I mean, they're hundreds of feet high. You're, you're, you're. We got none of that story. Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> uh, I actually saw the um, the lava hitting the ocean, but you don't see anything except steam. Okay. And oh, the steam rises hundreds and thousands of feet into the air. Oh, does it cause like a does it cause like a does it cause like a funnel, like a? It's not. No, it's not really a funnel. Like you see, like you know, if you take something really hot and stick it in water, it steams and kind of bubbles up a bit. You know. Yeah. Like that. Well, imagine that in the extreme. All right. Because there's literally waves hitting the lava and not cooling the lava. The waves just turn into steam and float away into the sky. That's that's so bizarre. It is. And I was 40 yards away from lava. And let me tell you, um, I can confidently say episode three, Revenge of the Sith, bullshit fight at the end over the lava. (laughs) Never would happen. I was 40 yards away from lava hitting water and I could feel the heat. (laughs) I wasn't just dancing over the top of it. On top of some robots and shit, I was 40 yards away from, like, a little rivulet, even, of lava. Let's call it a couple of feet wide. I could feel the heat from that on the boat. Urge to make s'mores rising. <laughs> yeah, it was cra- crazy. And it got, and by the way, the other thing got me sick to my stomach. Many people on the boat, uh, the boat vomiting. They don't talk Ooh. about that. In the uh, brochure. What, what is it that triggers that? Sulfur. There's actually sulfur floating on top of the water, and it's like, I don't know what the word is. Is it iodized? It's in the air, in the steam. So what you're saying is you've finally made your final destination of hell. I mean, that's what I'm understanding. Uh, I, I mean, I, I didn't want to come here. <laughs> This wasn't my choice. I understand. You know, but I figured if I'm here, I might as well see some lava. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So I had a terrible boat ride. I I saw some rivulets of lava hitting the ocean and creating these big, humongous steam plumes. And I got sick to my stomach. I did not throw up, but many people did. And I was only about 40 yards away. And you can see sulfur floating on top of the... You know, on top of the ocean, man, it's crazy. I wonder if the fact that, uh, I mean, we've talked about it on the show before, but you don't have a sense of smell. 
So I wonder I if the fact that you cannot smell the sulfur was the was the kind of I mean, the sulfur still would make you sick from inhaling it, but perhaps the lack of smell wasn't triggering the the pukey McPuker part. Oh, no. That What was not triggering that is I was smart enough not to eat before I go on an open boat ride. Oh, well, there's that, too. That's that's also yeah. a pretty good idea. Smart. Yeah. So uh, I know we're having some connection issues. Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to add a few things, and then I will probably bail out because I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show. Okay. And we'll sort out these uh, problems later on. Uh, I did see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, I did as well. I loved it. I I thought it was excellent, really funny. If you like the first one, you're going to love the second one, I think. I had uh, I had one minor disappointment, but it's spoilery, so I'll save it for maybe one more week. Why? Cuz uh because PK didn't see it yet? Yeah, I don't want to and and there and other li- other listeners as well. I don't want to spoil it. I'll give them one more week. All right, that's fair. And I also saw to my Ah, nope, you're gone again, dude. Be my neighbor. No, you're 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 done, dude. You're gone. I also saw and then and then gone, silence. Gone. I'll, I'll help you out, Kev. Uh, so what do you? Because I caught the portion of that. So uh, you have seen? Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? The Mister Rogers uh, uh, documentary film and and it was phenomenal. It was excellent. Everybody should go see it. All right. Yeah, I've heard great things. Obviously, I'm a I'm a Mr. Rogers fan. Me, you, and our friend Will from Discord and Patreon, we mm-hmm. all bought the Mr. Rogers pop back at that Garden State. <laughs> oh no, no, East Coast Comic Con a couple months ago. So That's- yeah, I, I do I do want to see I do want to see that film. All right, and with that, guys, I'm going to bid you farewell. Hopefully, we'll uh, get these uh, mechanical uh, connection issues straightened out. Uh, I'm sorry I got a bail in the middle, but I don't want to interrupt the flow of the show. I feel you, sir. Uh, we appreciate that, and we will we will talk soon. Yes, take care. Excellent. Well, thank you. All right. So, unfortunately, uh, I think it was the volcano or other outside interference, but we did we did lose Big Kev um, for tonight, and these things happen. It happens. What are you going to do? It happens. Technology's a great big jerk, uh, but I mean, think of it this way. We're talking to the dude who is in Hawaii, and yes. we're here in New Jersey, and we're still putting together some form of a show uh, that's pretty crazy right there. Right. So I, I think I think there are some more things he has to just suss out on his end yep. that'll probably solidify it all a little bit better. But uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. Um, let's move on with some of the things that popped up in the news. There was a Stranger Things teaser. Right. This was a much, in my, as far as teasers go, this was this is like what a teaser should be. Right. Not like that Doctor Who thing, which was really kind of meh. Um, we got a little, more, a little more flavor out of this one than we did from the Doctor Who one, I think. And we know absolutely nothing about what's going to happen in oh, season yeah, no. three of Stranger Things. But it's a Caesar in that. A teaser. It's a Caesar. A Caesar. Caesar. Um, Free plug for our buddy Caesar. There you go. Victoria. Inc. and beautiful Elizabeth New Jersey. <laughs> Check them out. All sorts of good tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a setting teaser, right? Because so the town right. of Hawkins gets its first mall, right? And we see what's his name working at the mall at the scoop shop. Um, uh, uh, what's his name's brother? Jesus, I'm drawing Robbie. A, no, I, not Robbie. I'm drawing a total blank. I, I'm drawing a blank too. But anyway, see, seek out, seek out the Stranger Things teaser. He's the only one from the cast we see. We don't see Correct. any of the kids. Correct. Yep. Um, we don't see Winona Ryder. We don't see Hopper. 
We don't see any of the new cast right. that we know has been added to the show. It's literally the one brother, and that's, that's it. it. So, uh, so yeah. And Check I, that out. What I did so do we have a start date for that yet? Uh, uh, I think it's the fall. Is it going to be Halloween? Fall? Probably around that time frame. But I, I did not. Um, I didn't have the chance to to look for any dates. If there were representative dates in that teaser for when it might start, but uh, uh, and I haven't. Uh, I don't know for certain. Chances are, if if it's this early and this much of a teaser, it's probably very similar to the Doctor Who one, where it's like, "Hey, we're coming back. See you in the fall." Yeah, and uh, more generic like that. But I, I would assume I, that tends to be in October. I don't know if it's specifically Halloween, but generally around the Halloween areas when we speak, when you usually get a Stranger Things release through Netflix. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was really close to Halloween. If it wasn't Halloween last year, it was the week prior or the yeah. week. Yeah, uh, Halloween was a weird one last year. I think it was a was like a Monday or a Tuesday or something. It was like a crappy Halloween in the it, middle of something. Like all the holidays this year, following following in the in the middle of the week kind of footsteps, and, and uh... it looks like there is still no official date that Netflix has put out. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry, September 26th, 2018. It looks like. Oh, okay. So, so it's wow. It's way. It's a way earlier than Halloween. It's a month earlier than Halloween. That's my birthday. Yay! <laughs> Well, all right. Happy birthday to me. I'm going to watch Stranger Things. So there you go. I love the Stranger Things. Yes, good stuff. So, all right. Yeah, so that that's pretty exciting. I look forward to that. Uh, James Wan. James Wan, who uh, directs, who's going to be directing or who directed the upcoming Aquaman, sort of finally said, look, you're, you're finally getting your trailer. It's yeah. going to be at San Diego. Oh, which is something we haven't mentioned yet, but we probably should. So this week is San Diego Comic-Con. Correct, yes. Um, Wednesday night is preview night. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when everything obviously takes place. Right. Um, we've seen some of the panels. There are some great looking panels. Um, like there's a Venture Brothers panel I'm pretty excited about because that show is finally coming back. Yep. Um, all, all the all the HBO doesn't have a huge panel this year because there's no Westworld, no Game of Thrones. Yeah. Marvel has a significantly scaled back Qu- quiet, presence quiet this year. Quiet on all the big fronts, really. Um, I, and I tell you, I think I, some people have said, oh, Marvel, but I've seen some complaints about marvel i'll tell you why marvel doesn't have a panel in my personal opinion it's a scaled back panel it's not that there's no panel right it's that it's a smaller panel i think it's because the only big movie they have coming out that they're comfortable talking about potentially is captain marvel which right. is which just finished they principal just principal like today was it today or yesterday or yesterday yeah um i don't think they want to talk about infinity war at all no i, I think they're holding that as close to the vest as they can and let's be honest they don't have to fucking tease They it. have no reason to talk about it whatsoever. Zero. Honestly, and, and going in line with something I've been touting for uh, ages now, they don't have to say a thing about Infinity War other than the date it comes out. Right. And then if they, if they really wanted to, you know, like every now and then just to don't even show any footage. Just say Infinity War 2 or whatever the hell time is going to be. Right. Uh, coming on this date. See you then. Exactly. And call it a day and move on. Thanos Day, May, whenever the hell it is. Right. And that's it. Um, See you at the theaters, folks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that that's – I look, I mean, uh, uh, San Diego is always a big deal, of course. But San Diego is where we're going to get our first trailer for Aquaman. I'm honestly I'm, – I'm shocked that he's even doing it this early, if you want my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, he's in a spot where – it's probably I, I almost feel it might be a studio pressure move in the in this case. Uh, he strikes me as a type to want to try to wait until even further. But at San Diego, I almost feel like DC is like, look, you have to fucking you put have something to show out it. here. Yeah, and show them something, and let's get you know, let's get uh, get some hype going for this. I, I think he's afraid. Uh, I mean, wouldn't you be? 
I would be. <laughs> um, that said, um, we will not be. See- I'm jumping around on this list a little bit. We will not be seeing a trailer for, although we have seen a ton of photos this past week for Shazam. Those promo photos are actually pretty. Uh, the two official fun. promo yeah. photos, which is him buying the beer, yep, and and uh, Billy touching Shazam's chest this, and the, the emblem, yeah. the emblem lining up. Um, what those photos tell me is that um, they're taking a little bit of a lighter approach. Yep, they're going to have some fun with the movie, and I'm looking forward to the movie. He he looks great, and there were all these. Levi complaints. looks absolutely did you, great. Did you see all the complaints last week about the costume? No. Yeah. His, his what's there to complain about what, about that costume? His torso is too big, and his legs are too small. His neck isn't big enough. It's way too padded. Jesus Christ! But then, so I was reading. So I am friends with. <laughs> I am not. Oh fr- I am not friends in real life with. Although I know him, I have spoken to him plenty of times in real life. Jamal. Uh, I go our, you know, we, we joke around, say he's friend of the show because he's done the show a bunch of times in the past, but I'm friends with him on Facebook because I think he posts a lot of very interesting things about film, television, comic book industry. He is well-respected. He has done all of his licks in the comic book world. And so he posts some great stuff. And so he posted about this, how he was excited for it. People were bitching and moaning and someone said, listen. Shazam, or a captain, and then there, and then I got that. Like you know, it's not Shazam. It's not the character's name. It's oh, not Shazam. You're not God a real sake. fan. I got gatekeepered a lot last oh, week. Okay. You know what? Shazam is less fucking characters yeah, to type. I know, and 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 less confusing because we and got it, another Captain Marvel coming out in less than a year. I'm pretty sure in current continuity he is Shazam. So get yep. over it. Um, but anyway, um. And it's Shazam. Y'all are wrong. Yeah, I got I got gatekeeper. Did you see? Did you see I got gatekeepered over the over Ditko when Ditko died? Oh yeah, that was another fun one. <sighs> I don't think we actually talked about that on the show, so we can talk we, about that because uh, we we, right? we, we missed last missing. week when that happened. Yeah, Ditko. But, uh, Ditko. We'll we'll go to that next. Then we might skip some of this other shit in the prep sheet to talk about things I want to talk about. But anyway, so <laughs> so someone said on the Jamal post, look. Shazam is sort of, or what he looks like, what the costume looks like, what the hero looks like, is a construct of Billy Batson's mind. Yeah. It's what he perceives a superhero should look like, which I don't know if you've ever actually read a comic book, is that overinflated torso, the smaller but muscular legs. I mean, like, that's... like. That's He's right off the page. That's like 80s. That's like 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s comic yeah. book. I mean, it's beautifully done. There, I'm, I'm it's sorry. It's beautifully done. I, there is nothing to complain about with that costume. There is not one thing. Nothing. One thing to complain about with that costume. I, I agree 100%. What? The, like, that? That is that is the epitome of complaining for the sake of complaining. Yep. I want to hate DC movies, so I'm going to complain about right. something. I'm going to find something to complain about. Oh, not even just uh, someone who has a hatred of DC movies, but just just that's just that's just screaming to find something to complain and about. Look, I typically Jesus. speaking hate DC movies, yeah, but well, I also go into each one with a f- I go into each one with a fairly open. I mind. can't believe we're we're talking with more <laughs> excitement about a, a pending DC I, film, I'm, considering I'm, our, our personal right. track record of how we feel about these movies. I know, and we're touting it more than than people that are that are I, looking I for something to bitch about. I, it's it's He's amazing. perfectly realized from the from. <laughs> get the, get the 
fuck right out of here. It's it's completely it's completely and utterly amazing. It's it's ridiculously amazing. I like Sh- Shazam has been mostly off my radar. I I it's I, I and and not not an anti DC thing. It's just, it's just I'm kind of I just don't care. Like I, it's just I, I, there's there's so much stuff yeah. to be. Uh, to be uh, have on the radar and to be excited about. So Shazam is it's just it's just kind of not present in that orbit. Those pictures showed up and I went, oh shit, yeah, that's awesome. Not, that's on the radar now. Not to mention that in defense of <laughs> Zach Levy, if you or Levi, I, however you pronounce it, Levy, Levy, uh, party on. Um, <laughs> if you've seen some of the photos that he that have either been paparazzi photos or that he has posted himself like selfies and stuff like that. That dude got jacked. He put the work in, dude. And listen, he definitely put the work in. No one is pulling off legit Shazam physique no. without a padded suit. Like it's just not happening. He is he is unrealistically big. He is bigger than Superman. Yep. He is unrealistically big. That character. You have to put him in a padded suit. That said, Shazam is comically massive. He did a bang up job. Yep. Pulling off that role. Whatever. Anyway, so let's let's go to Dicko since we didn't get to talk about it. Dicko. Um. So we lost another, we lost another great, a giant. Now, I, I, I'll get to the whole quickening thing in a little bit, but I, I like I'm, is, is Stan last the last one standing of I, that? I, I think so. Of, uh, the, did he win the prize? I, I I think from that era. Okay. That 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 Damn. like period of time. I think. Please, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but don't lambast me. I'm only human. I think Stan is the last one. Listen, if you were of, a real fan, of, you would know, know immediately. So, sir. So Steve Ditko passed away. Yep. Um, and everybody was saying, thank, you know, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. People were posting art and blah, blah, blah. People were posting, you know, all sorts of images. People were posting, you know, fan art of, of their rendition yeah. of Ditko's. Because Ditko's Spider-Man was unique. He had the web wings. And right. like, there were other characteristics the way he drew him. Like every artist's rendition of, of course, any character. Of it was a day to tip the hat to the guy who created uh, an icon. Right. So I posted um, a photo of... Um, it wasn't Amazing Fantasy, but it was that it was that Cur- it was a Kirby cover. Was it Amazing? Thought, Fantasy? You did Amazing. Yeah, Fantasy. it was Amazing yeah. Fantasy, right? It was it was a Kirby cover, but it was Ditko interiors, right? And and Ditko's design, and, really? Yes, and it and it was an iconic. It's an iconic design. Uh, honestly, that is the first ever image of Spider Man like, that the world people, ever saw. People know that image. Yeah, it, I was on mobile. I grabbed it from someone else's feed and shared it. Yep. I wasn't trying to make this big, like, blustery fucking. I was, it was, it was, you know, I'm sad to lose Steve Dick. Oh, rest for in you, peace. That's yeah, what it, it was, was. Hey, guy who created the guy who I have that whole yeah. shelf of, of red with, yeah. with black webby looking stripes. Uh, yeah. uh, all yeah. over them. I, I mean, I've got, I've uh, got a couple thousand dollars worth of Spider Man art. And memorable statues, I, figures I, in my room. I like, look at this room in Marvel. Nope, no pun intended. Yeah, uh, clearly. But yeah. So, but you fucked up, dude. Yeah. So, so some guy, rando Instagram guy, was you know, oh, this is Kirby art. It's a Dicko art. That motherfucker needs a hobby, by the and way. And you know what? And I was like, well, we'll get to this guy. I'm not yeah. going to name him, but we'll get to him. Yeah. So I was like. I was pissed, but I went back and I was like, no, I know that, but it was, it's an iconic image of Spider-Man. It shows up the wings, which Ditko is, 
is known for. Yep. It was his design. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I chose this image. Oh, I just like it if you know when the artist dies. If if we uh, if we use his actual art, but you know, enjoy your non dicko art post, dude, or whatever he yeah. posts. It's something real, very condescending, real condescending and right. smug, and and right. worthy of a slap right in the mouth. So then I had to go after him because. Now I was pissed off and riled up. And yeah. so I started posting. I was like, I was like some of my favorite Dicko pieces. You were hilarious. And it was like a Campbell piece with J. Scott Campbell's name on it. <laughs> uh, uh, beautiful John Romita Jr. Spider-Man art. Like, and it was like a hardcover book I, that he had done. I love Instagram for it's a place of beauty. Yeah. Uh, lovely photos. And uh, and then certainly there's a, there's a wealth of, of very sexy individuals doing their cosplay thing. And that's always a wonderful thing to see. But it's it's a place of beauty sure. and harmony and and no, no passive aggression generally and no politics. But to watch you fucking go full Twitter on your feed for most of that day was hilarious. Well, because he really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, he really pissed me off. Because, like, I, like, if, if you, if people who know me, like, who actually know me, who have spent time, like, with me socializing, who have been in the studio, yep. who have met me, like you know, I, I don't exactly hide the characters that I like. No, not like at all. everybody knows that I'm a Green Hour fan. That that's that's yep. I'm known for that. Yep. Yep. That's yep. fine. Most people know I'm a Nightcrawler fan. I've got him tattooed on my back. Yep. I mean, most people know I'm a Spider-Man fan. I've t I talk about it ad nauseum. I talk about the the characters. It's one of the only Marvel books I still read is Spider-Man. Right. So this isn't like. This isn't some rando Spider-Man fan that posted this. But even if I was a rando Spider-Man fan, fuck you and your gatekeeper mentality. And then what really set me That's off was the, the, I went the, to this yeah. guy's feed, right? Yep. Now, here's first of all, he's an artist. Quotes. He's an artist, right? Whatever. I don't begrudge very, his work. Very big I don't know that now. I would. I don't know that his style is my favorite. But, but he's an artist. Yep. And his feed has some... Some fan work on it. Like some characters that he did not create, but he is drawing. Right. Okay. But in his story that day, he posted within minutes of Dicko dying. Like Dicko died at 7.05 and at 7.07, this guy posts in his story an image, the same image that I used. Right. And he wrote on that image, you know, text over image. Uh, can't wait to find everybody who posts this image and call them out today for because it's not Dicko artwork. So this guy who is clearly a that's Dicko your fan, life, right? That's his, your life. His dude. first reaction wasn't rest in peace, Dicko. His first reaction was I'm a gatekeep a bunch of people. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with to you? Which Ditko would have said, dude, what? draw something. Like what? Is, Shut the fuck up and draw something. Like, what? Is, what? What? What what is your motivation in life that someone you idolize maybe I can't tell I guess your first reaction when he dies is finding joy and calling people out who don't post an image that you agree with. Yeah. Dicko did the interiors for that book. I'm I know he did not do that particular image. But it's one of the most iconic Spider-Man. You could have posted a picture of a Spider-Man action figure. And said, rest in peace, Ditko. Yep. And it would have been entirely appropriate. It's, it's his guy. It's his guy. I mean, it's the, his guy. <laughs> I mean, let's take it a step further. Th this guy made a conscious decision 
to on on the day of the death of the guy who created a character who was a nerdy character uh who you know was was is bullied right. and uh and made to feel less than for being a nerd and then rises above all that stuff because with great power comes great responsibility and and he becomes an iconic hero for literally decades and counting right currently and uh so you are making a conscious effort to go out and honor the memory of this guy who created this this uh, icon for for sure. rising above bullying and taking responsibility and 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 using your powers for good. And you're gonna shit on that legacy by going out and bullying people because they're not observing the death of this icon the way you feel fit uh, that they, for them to uh, yeah. observe the passing of this of this guy. I, that's it, that's your life. That's was, your life. It was utter insanity to me. That's and his it, life. It it really, it really pissed me off because mm. because look, not to pat myself on the back or or whatever, not to toot my own horn, as it were. But beep, you know, beep. we 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 have a platform. Yep. In the show, and you know, like I've built up a, a it's it's a small social media following, but I have a social media following, which means I have a bit of an outreach and I have a bit of influence. Not a lot, but I have a little. Yeah. I, I take my little piece of the pie. I think we could call right? you an influencer, I think. But yeah. so, so that's what the kids say these days, right? Right. So this guy is attacking <laughs> me, and I have the ability to quickly call him out for it and bring a little bit of heat down on him. Yep. Whatever little bit it may be, but a little bit of heat down on him. But all the other people that maybe he's attacking that are just just fans looking they, to they just celebrate wanna... someone who had an influence on their life in some way, shape, or form. And this guy is just seeking out to shit in their stew. For what reason? For no to reason. what end? You've made to an, feel you've, better about yourself? You've made a person who's already hurting because the guy who created an icon that they have, they have come to relate to and come to become a fan of, you are now shitting in their stew. Yeah. Um, and, and soiling the name the name of that guy that you're, you're supposedly defending. But yeah. Now, now you're making them feel worse so, about it. And it's, it's, the, it's the culture of meh. Yeah. And it's it's got to it has to it has to stop. We have to outgrow this, you know. And it, it I see, I see it steadily on Facebook. I see it on Twitter. Uh, it happens to me. It happens to you. Somebody expresses some form of joy about anything, mm-hmm. and there is always there is always in every instance there is some asshole. Sometimes it's a friend of ours. Sure. Sometimes it's a complete stranger. Yeah. It hurts more when it's a friend of ours. But that person feels the need to go into just you know what I'm going to leave this comment that says meh your thing sucks. Yeah. I hate your fucking thing. It sucks. Yeah. It's just and I. And the reason I say we have to outgrow this because listen, I'm not, I'm not innocent. I used to, to be that way. Sure. Somebody said, "Oh yeah, I'm watching my favorite movie." Uh, you know, I'm, I don't. What's an example? I don't. Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Right. And I used to be the guy that goes and saying, "I, I fucked this movie. I hated this movie. Tim Burton uh, sucks." And, and, and go on a little tirade about how much I hated that movie. Where somebody's just like, "Dude, I, I, I was just, it. I was just watching tapes. Tim, Tim Roth in monkey makeup. Can you yeah. leave me alone?" Yeah. Right. And I outgrew it because what the fuck purpose does any of that approach the, to life serve? There is zero purpose to that. None. And, and look, I'm guilty of it too. I've done it before. I, I try to now engage in a much more comedic, which hopefully leads to a legitimate back and forth. Like, you know, yeah. I'll do that whole, oh, you're entitled to your opinion no matter how wrong it may be. Like that <laughs> so kind of, can, you know, winky smiley face. We can rib each other in context. Right. But then yeah. we have a conversation about yeah. it, right? But but this guy really pissed me off. So look, th- th- and it's, he's a complete stranger. I, I, like amongst friends, right. is different is a different right. story. Th- that's but... another thing. Like he's he was he seeking. You don't know out. him. He doesn't know you. He was using hashtags to <laughs> seek people out. Found you through a search. 
just so, to shit in your fucking Cheerios. So look, I, I didn't tag the guy in the post, but I left his name perfectly visible. <laughs> that shit doesn't fly on my feed. Nope. If you tag me or you come at me that way or you come at people I know that way for no reason other than just be a troll, I'm going to call you out on it. I'm going to rib you. And I'm going to make your life maybe a little bit more difficult for a little bit. Yep. And I'm going to take pride in it. And you know what? For the people out there who say that we as as our sub-community should stop taking pride in those people, no. I say fuck that noise. You know why? Because as a sub-community, we've been a community ha- who has traditionally been picked on. Oh, of course. And, you know, we have the ability now to kind of stand up for each other and to kind of make a sentiment. And if you're going to be a dick for the sake of being a dick, then I'm going to call you out for it. If you're going to have a party at San Diego Comic Comic-Con that says no geeks allowed, I'm going to fucking call you out for it. Yep. That's, that's how it is. I, I, you know what? And if that makes me a dick and it makes me a bad person, then it makes me a bad person. I'm comfortable being that bad person when it comes to those. Like I said, you, you can do it to me to a certain degree. I could certainly take it, but I'm going to fucking call you out for it. Sure. And don't do it to people who, who are legitimately just, I don't say nobody's, but people who are just like living their life. Like right, my social media, my Instagram account, for example, my Twitter account, that's not my personal life. I have personal stuff sure that's my show account yeah so i don't fucking come at me sideways you're just being an idiot and don't do it to anybody else you have no right to do that just let people enjoy their shit yep you like a dc movie i don't like a dc movie you're never gonna convince me to like a dc movie i'm gonna continue to shit on the dc movie but i am long past shitting on you for shitting on the dc movie i'll bust your balls a little bit but again i do that with friends or people Right. That we're comfortable with. The same way people shit on me for liking things that I like, but it's, it's like we're friends. Yeah, we're we are not the type of people that. And I've had this happen, like in in tweets that I've had out there where I'm discussing the Last Jedi, right? And people just search they the Last the Jedi either yeah. either by the hashtag or I don't, you know, they'll just search for TLJ. And I've I used to use TLJ as an abbreviation. And I, I would have people clearly they don't follow me, right. they don't know me from Adam. Uh, clearly seeking out just the hashtag that says TLJ and then seeing what, you know, my, my positive tweet about it just to go in there and start, you know, start shit with me about it. Yeah, it's just, it's no, it's utter insanity. Uh, you know, I, ha- you know, and what I do in those cases, is I hand your ass to you. Right. It's just, uh, and then I'm, and what I, and I've also like most, I will block, but I've taken to doing this fun little thing. The mute button's actually a lot of fun. Um, because it guarantees that I know they can see my reply, right. but they no longer exist as far as I'm concerned. And they're, they're just, they're just screaming back into the void, into nothing. And That's I will it. never, I will never, ever, ever see what you have to say ever again. You just scream at me in mute world, yeah, but you've been shown the door and, and off you go. That's a fun little tool too. Yeah. So. so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's complete insanity. And, um, I, I just, I'm done with gatekeepers. I'm just not standing for it anymore. When you do that to anybody I know. No true you, fan. You, you have you have no right. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people going after other people and deciding who gets to be a fan of what. I'm tired of people saying that if you're a fan of this, you're not a true fan. Like, I'm just yeah. I'm tired of that whole mentality. It's not going to fly. The idea of fan seniority. It. I've been a fan for uh, – me personally, I've been a fan literally my entire life. Yeah. I don't know a life without Star Wars. Right. Uh, but I'm not about to be the guy that's like, well, I am, you know, I have, uh, according to my resume over here, let me just unroll my, my resume. Uh, it sees, shows here. I have uh, 40 years of uh, star Wars fandom. Right. Uh, you're only, uh, how old are you? Are you 20? You're 22 years old. I, I'm sorry. I have more, I have more fandom years. You're, you, you're not allowed to be a fan. You're not allowed to say these things. And, uh, and too bad. Let's, let's stick with personal again. And I think this probably applies to both of us. I know it applies to me. I think it applies to you. Mm. Um, I was not fortunate enough, for whatever reason, to have caught Firefly 
when it first aired on TV. Same. I missed it. Yep. It, it was, and I was a Whedon fan already, but for whatever reason, I was gone for those 11 weeks that Fox right. aired it out of order. Who knows what was for, going on in my life. For me, it was, uh, I mean, I was uh, in a theatrical schedule right. at that point, so there was, there was barely any watching TV to, in the first place. Right. So I just, yeah, it never, never knew what it was all about. Right. It just didn't hit me. Right. It, so it, we're not true fans, sir. Right. We're not actual brown coats. But again, so, so, so how, so both of us, how could someone come at either of us and tell either of us that we're not Firefly? That would be re- because they saw it when it aired and we didn't. That, right. That, like, that's insanity. That's utter nonsense. Like, again, like. Absolute utter nonsense. Like, I, I feel if you are, if you are so enamored with uh, anything in your life that you are willing to get something from that permanently written on your body yep which applies to both of us it does actually (laughs) um then you have the right to say you are as big a fan as you want to be you're not the biggest fan but you are as you have as much right to fandom as anybody else who saw it when it aired yep right and again if like if you if you just found out about if you were just born five years ago six years ago seven years ago and you just saw Star Wars and started watching it and know all the lines from the new movies you know the nuanced trivia and all the characters and you've seen Clone Wars who am I to tell you because you were born thirty years late you're not a fa- nope still doesn't count like what kind of insanity is your that? parents fucked up sorry like th- no card for you so so no so in that logic right there are no modern day physicists that get to say that they're physicists because. Like like Neil deGrasse Tyson right. isn't as cool as Einstein because Einstein was first. This is also true, yes. Right. The, okay. I just wanted to make sure that I'm yeah. on the right logic. This path. is this is the law of physics. Physics of a dynamic. Yeah. So I mean, it's that kind of mentality is is absolute and utter <laughs> insanity to me. And you know what? If you're even a casual fan of something, but you're a fan and it brings you joy, then you know what? Who am I to shit in your stew? That's. I'm happy that you found something that makes you happy. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, if you found enjoyment out of out of out of a movie that I I personally did not like and didn't get anything out of it, guess what? You I've said this before. Yeah. You win. Right. I lose because uh, I didn't enjoy that. Being me, I wasted the time on something I didn't enjoy. Right. And 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 I'm not going to lose further by continuing to devote time and ire towards it right. because it's it's done. I didn't enjoy it. And, We're walking away. And like in a weird way, right? And I know you've probably been in this situation. A lot of people that we know have been in this situation, so it's not unique. But when you're at one of those social situations outside of your normal group of people. Right. Right. So you're with one or two other people that you might know and you got invited to a situation. So I'm horribly uncomfortable. Okay. Right. That's you're, I'm you're, with you so far. You're a little uncomfortable. Yep. And uh, socially you know, anxious, right, socially yeah. anxious. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on. The conversation is it's either business related to something you have nothing to do about or sports that you're not right up on. But you hear that one guy drop like like a rando Star Wars reference or mention a movie. Oh, I just saw Solo last week and we really liked it. Right. right. You perk up a little. You're like, yeah, all right. OK. Oh, Kindred. Right. Kindred, right. And you talk about it. And it's it's clear within the first like three sentences of your conversation that that person is very very like layer star wars knowledge wise tertiary right a a beginner but but my novice my immediate reaction to that person is to not suddenly feel superior my immediate reaction is well let's talk Let's see what they know. Mm-hmm. Let's find that comfort zone. And hopefully it's an icebreaker into something else. Yeah. You, j- you just break a little bit of the tension. But my, Which can I don't open immediately the door. become superior. No. 
Right? No way. Because that's insanity. It opens a beautiful door to, hey, uh, so I, uh, listen, I've been into this for a really long time. Uh, you know what you'll love. Right, exactly. Uh, if you dug Solo, uh, you really want to check out uh, Star Wars Rebels. Right. Because uh, there's a, there's probably a lot of interesting little parallels to that that you'll get a really big kick out of. You know, it's a, a, Anything. It, it opens the door to talking about something and- that... That people are passionate about. You should be happy about that. There's yes, yeah, superiority, no. Right. And you, no, and, no, no. and you never know who will who will take to something. You know, my wife wasn't a nerd <laughs> right. uh when we first met, right? And but you know, she fucking ended up with me. So it's there, I mean, there's no help. It's there, osmosis at that it, point. Right. So there are some things that are just gonna carry over. And it's a it's a beautiful thing that's it's, it's she goes and sees every I, Marvel movie with me. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> and but, is excited about it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of the nice facets too that I always tout about fire spinning too. If there was that sort of and that, listen, that superior complex superiority complex certainly exists amongst certain individuals. Of course. But uh, but and you have that in anything. Uh but as a in a as a community as a whole, uh if if that sort of thing existed, I never I never would have picked it up. I never would sure. have started to learn bits and pieces of it. I never would would be a performer, you know. That, that's that's inching towards doing it professionally, uh, with you know two and a half, three years of worth of exposure to it. Right. Uh, that never happens if you have that that sort of thing where I come in to say, hey, look, I've never swung a a, a single poi around my head in my life. And if I had somebody who's like, well, that's not for you. You've never done it before, and you're 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 almost forty. Oh, you can't start now. I've been do- I'm twenty two, and I've been doing this since I was uh, out of the womb. So right, too right. bad. I'm not going to show you anything. Right. If that existed, then then the art doesn't thrive like it is right now, and I learn nothing. So it's 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 one of my favorite things about that, and it's and it's a and it's something that I try to carry over into other facets into our, our geek facets and our fandoms and all that. And, and, and inclusion, inclusion is really all and, it boils down to. And look, and me and you are, are, are very much come uh, cut from the same bolt of fabric when it comes to these things, yep. because we've encountered it, not just in like star Wars and comics that we've encountered it in the Rennie community. We've encountered yep. it in it's the everywhere. arts community. We, it, it's an, it's in every constantly niche. see it. Right. Yeah. And, but neither of us have ever tolerated it. Neither of us uh-huh. have ever embraced that gatekeeper mentality. Nope. It's always just been like, okay, well, and it's, why? I imagine it's something that has changed over over many years, but it's it's something that has turned me off completely from a certain uh, very large uh, Star Wars cosplay organization. Uh, absolutely. Um, it, I was turned off immediately from that mm-hmm. that feeling of gatekeeping, and I, I don't know if that's something that's gone away in the years since. But, oh yeah. But I, I I just never want anything to do with well, that. It it happened organization to me. As a result, it happened to me with uh, the SCA. Same, yeah. I, I had expressed interest Very in the same. SCA, serious interest. Like I was, I was ready to make like some significant financial and like yep. commitments because I was really interested. And I went to like one or two events, and it was just stink eye. Yep. Just uh, who? Uh, re- uh, really? Your uh, your pouch is the wrong color. Yep. What the, are you? Uh, and I was like, oh. judgment from the converse. I was like, oh, oh that was, okay. that's something that turned me off yeah. there too. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I'm done. You enjoy that, yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah, I'm done. So uh, anyway, that was it. That was a bit of a side story in a rant, and we're running very long, very long. I, I did not want to hit the brakes on you because it's rare <clears throat> when you get to have like a really good tear of a rant and that was awesome yeah look it's it, i guess it's been happening so much lately and it's been happening to me personally that uh you know you gotta get a lot there once in a while <laughs> you, gotta, um, you gotta get it my chest let's uh let's take a little break sure we're clearly not gonna get to everything we wanted to talk about this week but we'll hit we'll hit one or two more small things maybe yeah, that sounds good. and then we'll uh we'll kind of 
couch everything else for next week. Sounds good. All right. Uh, and with that, we'll take our uh, our only break on uh, episode 505 of Big Kev's Geek Stuff, the one we're calling... Uh, Big Kev loses to the volcano. Hey, it's your pal Anthony Cumia here, and uh, you're apparently listening to Game Stuff with the inimitable Coke Logic. <laughs> Ahoy, ahoy, welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> Nintendo is doing a great job at bridging the otherwise dry summer months with new releases. The first notable release is Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker. Previously a game doomed to be trapped on the failed Wii U, now has a new life on the Nintendo Switch. It's a puzzle game where you move Captain Toad around a rotatable geometric level to reach a goal. If there's any drawbacks, it's that the puzzles are a bit too easy, as the game might skew a bit young. Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker is out now for $40 on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> the long-awaited Project Octopath Traveler is out now for Nintendo Switch. It's an old-school RPG with a cool art style, with a mixture of 2D pixels and 3D planes, and following the story of eight unique travelers. But just don't forget, this is an old-school RPG, where you are expected to grind and level your characters, which is why you may hear some not-so-hot comments about the game. Journalists these days, am I right? It's like playing a first-person shooter and whining about how you didn't expect so much gunplay. The developers of Octopath Traveler liked classic games like Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger. And it shows. It's a beefy game, toting that it would take up to 90 hours to do everything in the game. Just like old-school RPGs. Octopath Traveler's out now for $60 on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Sonic Mania Plus is the full game of Sonic Mania with the new DLC which is two additional characters and Encore mode. I think they remixed the stages or something. If you previously bought Sonic Mania, the new DLC is only $5. Otherwise, you'll have to cough up $30 for the whole package, which I encourage you to, as Sonic Mania is absolutely fantastic. Sonic Mania Plus is out now for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. And finally, No Man's Sky Next is the new free DLC for No Man's Sky. It's free because no one would pay for it. And supposedly, you can interact with other people online. We'll find out more when it's released on July 24th. But for now, this is unconfirmed, as the developer has blatantly lied to the gaming public before. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only help. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts, all for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step -step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Some people call me the Gangster of Love. Some people call me Maurice. 
the pompadus of love People talk about me, baby Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home Cause I'm a picker I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I get my love in on the run. And we're back. Uh, Geek Stuff episode 505. We're calling this one Big Kev versus the Volcano. Oh, fab oh, fab. <laughs> Or uh, Volcano 1, Big Kev 0. <laughs> this is the <laughs> subtitle for this episode. Listen, we're going to quickly hit two things, and then we have to get the heck out of here. We lost a little bit of time with our with our technical issues with uh, Big Kev, and, and we had our, our lengthy discussion there. And the, it's rare that we have technical issues with, in the history of this show. We've had so few of yeah, those. Yeah, you know, they, they almost they almost never happen. Almost never. So Once uh, a month. You so know, thank you for your patience in this rare event. Thank you for all of your patience and dedication to the show. Um, uh, very quickly, um, Neil Blumkamp uh, is going to be directing um, a Robocop film. Robocop. <laughs> Uh, over at MGM, how do you feel about this? I feel pretty good about it, actually. I like I I like him. So I like District Nine. Yep. I was I know that we differ on this one, but I was I was not overly keen on Chappie. Ch- Ch- I like Chappie. I liked it a lot. I didn't hate it. I, didn't, I just wasn't. It's not. Keen uh, on it's it. not a District Nine. Yeah. But uh, what I looking at it from the perspective as a as a really badass remake of short circuit <laughs> yeah okay uh, it's a very interesting perspective on it the and the acting aside of d antward uh i, I really i really dug chappy it's a, a lot of heart in that story so uh, so i yeah i'm i'm all aboard to see how he handles the robocop remake um uh since he handles short circuit so well look stylistically i think robocop is perfect for him yep um i think that he can have enough of a grounded realistic sci-fi tale yeah, because District Nine, as sci-fi as it was, was really sort. It was really grounded in his approach to it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it's it was it was fantastical, but it was realistically fantastical. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, like I it, buy that film a hundred percent. as a as a possibility. So, um, so yeah. So how he handles a property like RoboCop, design wise, story wise. Um, I could see it working quite well. I, I think, yeah, I think from a style perspective, I, I think from from storytelling and the overall look and direction, I think he's he's got a, a excellent potential on here. Uh, but the the main key element here's something that is that is has been so very lacking in RoboCop since the second film, and something that they have not been able to capture. And what would be nice if he was able to capture this, but just in a you know to suit more 2018 than 1988. Yes. Or 87. 88, 87, whenever RoboCop was from, from around there. The satire. RoboCop, ab- above anything else, the, the great action film that it is, the great sci-fi film that it is, uh, the, the great work with practical effects that uh, for that time right. uh, that it embodies. Uh, and, and listen, Kurtwood Smith. I mean, yeah. the film is genius alone just for dumbass. <laughs> um, 
But all of that aside, the really at the at the core of it, the original RoboCop is a satire film and a brilliant one and, at that. Yeah, it really is. Oh, and that's God. been the the hardest thing, and that has been the thing that has been missing. That's the heart that has been I feel has sure. been missing from RoboCop films ever since they started making sequels to that. You know, they they turned it into this this super heroic sort of thing, right? Versus a a satire film at its core. So I I would love to see Blomkamp find that again, keep his style, but also remember the heart of of the satire that is that is in RoboCop. And he talks about being influenced um, by Verhoeven, yeah. Um, and that first film, and um, he strikes me as the type of director that um, would do a good homage without doing a re a true redo. Yeah, that makes yeah. Like, like he would capture he would capture maybe some of the heart that Verhoeven had in it for right. the satire and, and, and some of that storytelling element, um, but do it in his style I mean, without, a, without stepping on anybody's toes. I think it's going to, he's going to be the type of person that makes it his own. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, and hopefully, like I said, keeping that, that heart, but, but also, um, uh, in, uh, avoiding the, uh, the fan service kind of angle, I think. Too. Yes. I hope so. Uh, I, I really, I really hope he steers clear of that aside from, from, you know, subtle nods here and there where he can, uh, I think ultimately avoiding fan service entirely and making it his own, his own, uh, giving it his own heart, uh, but but remembering what made the first one so solid and so special, and I and I, I really think that satire is key uh, to to making this film uh, as as impactful as it was that first time around. I hope so. I, I I really hope so. You know, I was thinking of RoboCop today as I was rereading this story. Um, has Mezco done a RoboCop figure yet? Uh you talking about in the one twelve line? Yeah, I don't think they I have. I don't believe right? they have. Uh, that would be a that would Where be a the hell fuck of a is that figure. Do they have that license? I don't know. But they should get it. I feel like they have every other. Mm-hmm. Fucking I might have to get on that with Blomkamp's okay. doing it. We, uh, let's let's you know what? Let's get a a one twelve Blomkamp Robocop. Yeah, there you a, go. And a one twelve well, classic. What that's what I'm thinking. And like, I know. will. Can, can yeah. I can I pre order it now? Yeah. I'd like to pre order it now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's get going. All right. Um, so <laughs> we came out of the break uh, with a little bit of uh, Joker inspired music. Yes. Insofar as uh, what we're going to talk about next. Talk about a Joker uninspired Uninspired film. Well, you know what? I I don't. um, So my biggest hesitation on this film, uh, in all honesty, is the director more than anything else. Yeah. I think. So what we're talking about is Joaquin Phoenix, his origin film. Um, now, it's it's uh, hmm. a Joker origin film. It is a Joker origin film. So much Before like we bristle the... about about this be, be, being the but, origin of the Joker, know that this is a Joker origin. So film. much like what we've had before, there is no true definitive Joker origin story. Correct. Some people have said that Killing Joke is the definitive story, but I think they've even kind of said, well, it could be the origin story yeah. without nailing it, you know. And then right. there's like traditional red hood stories and there's all sorts of ways that you can go with it um but so this is uh joaquin phoenix is playing the role of the joker um it's by the director uh todd phillips who is known for the hangover right exactly um um, here's some of the things i like about the film um i like that it has a production budget of only 55 million dollars yep because this movie story over glitz yes so Um, that's encouraging so that is very encouraging I'm actually encouraged by Joaquin Phoenix. I was going to say I like um I like Joaquin Phoenix for the role. Yep. Um and certainly over Leto. Uh by yeah. far. Jo- Joaquin Phoenix is a bit of a wackadoo. Yep. He's a bit he's a bit 
loose canony. Yep. Um, but in that regard, <laughs> I, I I think his I think he'll probably pretty good him for the on role. a personal level. I think look wise, I think he just he just has a a Joker looking face. Right. Like he he really. I think he will he will serve the look of the character very very well, and and most certainly as an actor he he can tap into that uh, astounding brain anarchy that represents whatever the fuck is going on in the Joker's head. Right. Uh, I think that's something he can convey uh, very well. He's he's done he's done some really masterful impressive acting yeah, turns over no, the years. No doubt. And uh, you know he gets kind of shit on for the stuff that's not quite so impressive and 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 a little phoned in. I I, I really don't like his work in Gladiator. Right. Um. And I think there was much more potential in that role than he was able to to get a hold of. Uh. So he has his misses in his career. Sure. But for every every one of those, you have a her. Right. Uh. You have uh the master. Uh huh. Um. Walk the line. You have which walk I liked, the line, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah. So he's he's really got it in him to do some great stuff. And and I think if there's an actor that's got a pretty brilliant Joker in him. I'm I'm eager to see what Joaquin brings to the table. So in regards to the script, you know, Joaquin is one of those guys who also t- picks his scripts kind of very selectively. He doesn't yes. act a lot. You know, he so when he, you know, he's not like every movie. He's not one of those guys. He says um after reading the script, uh he called it unique and he admitted in an interview that it scares the fucking shit out of me. Um he goes on to say that three or four years ago, he was in a, having a conversation with his agent um, in regards to these sorts of movies. And he right. says, his quote was, uh, well, why don't they want to take one of these characters and just make a low budget film about it? A true character study. Yeah. And how about make it about okay. one of the villains? Um that goes back to what we said before. The Joker is a good ca- – see, the Joker doesn't have to be bombastic. He can be, yeah. but he doesn't have to be Cesar Romero. <laughs> no. He, he doesn't have to be um, – he doesn't have to be uh, – uh, uh, what's his face? The first Tim, the first Burton Joker. Oh, Nicholson. Nicholson. He yeah. doesn't have to be Nicholson. He doesn't Nicholson, have to have the mania. Right? Um, Look at how understated uh, 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 Ledger Ledger was, right. A lot of that film. He, he has his anarchistic crazy moments, but but when he really starts to get, you know, uh, terrifying in that film is right. when, when you see the, the methodology and the methodical nature of, of that brain working of his. It's, it's mortifying. Right. And what I liked about Leto's kind of crazy moments, those, you know, the the loony, loony moments right. where he's jokering out, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, I always interpreted that when watching that movie and, and, and especially in, in follow-up views <laughs> of the film, I always interpreted that as that's not who he is so much as he is acknowledging what his perception is. Right. And he is playing wearing to face. that image. Yeah. He's wearing the makeup, yep. so to speak. Whereas the the true lunatic, unhinged, you know, split your face open on a pencil. That's that's him. That's the character. Right. And the crazy moments are kind of. I think you said Leto, but you're talking about. Oh, Ledger's I'm sorry, Joker, Ledger. Right? I, okay. I meant Ledger. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm no, with no, you. I don't. No, I don't even acknowledge. I, like I realized. After, I'm like, I think he said that, but I, I think. I'm yeah, no, pretty I, sure you're talking I about did, the Ledger one. If I did, yeah. I meant Ledger and not Leto. Um, so I, look, I, I am excited for Joaquin portraying the role. Um, uh, I'm excited for the for the fact that it it will not be a ton of explosions and fancy cars. No. And hopefully, it's very subdued. Hopefully, it's if there's a couple, you have to have a couple of gags. I get it. Oh, oh of course. But uh, there are there are many laughs to be had with the Joker. But and, uh, right. that pencil tada moment is 
like that's like a nervous hilarity kind oh, of Oh yeah. Moment. Oh yeah, you laugh, but it's awful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um so look, I, I the director I have a little bit of hesitation on, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, um, he's going and, at it know, with the right approach. So right. so we we at least have that going for him. And was the first hangover was actually I mean, I dug that one. I I don't I, don't, I didn't hate that movie. I liked it. You know, I got some good laughs out of I that. It's it. a good and, tight story. And even the second one I thought was okay. It's okay. Mm. But the problem is to me, the hangover movies are very much sort of in your face. Um, it's a, a very different slapstick. Style. It's a little bit of like, you know, potty. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Right. And that's great for what it is. It's how does that mesh with the Joker? It, do, it doesn't give us a hint of Todd Phillips style right. as to how he could handle Correct. this kind of film, which, Correct. which is, I would imagine. And I would hope is radically different right from what from what he's done hangover right so i mean judging him based on the hangover while i understand that it is unfair unfortunately it's what i have to go by that's what we got yeah so so i have my hesitation so it's, but I'll, it's I'll, enough I'll, to give him I'll, I'll see how it goes a moment of pause yeah but I, it. I it's not it's certainly not a deal breaker i no. mean you know the guy guy deserves a chance to tell of course. his story and of uh, and and all the everything's moving towards uh an optimistic Right. Forward, at least, which and is look, good. And it stands alone from the rest of the DC universe, film-wise. Right. Which I think yeah, this is, is not also a DCEU film, correct? It is, it is a 100%. It is 100%. It, an Elseworlds, own, basically. Its own beast, which, right. how are they, are they going to, are they going to have a Batman? Is he going to just refer to Batman in a very abstract way? Is it going to be a true origin story where we just don't need the Batman? Right. Although, depending on your origin story, the Batman creates the Joker. So... Not creates right. the Joker, but creates the visage of the Joker. Um, right, right, right. I, I saw it. They, they, they have some, they have some stuff to work through. You gotta hash that out. Um, you know, the, the potential can, exists to the not potential exists. see a Batman because we, uh, there was a, a, I think it was an Azarello book uh, several years ago now that came out, which was I think just called the Joker. And right. I'm, I'm fairly certain that was literally just a standalone Joker story in which there was I don't believe there was even interaction with the bat. But in that one, but so I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. a great story, but I think in that story the only difference. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, not at all. I, I made my point. Um, uh, I think the difference with that story is that you don't see the bat, but. But it, but you but he he's felt the bat's presence is right, there, but we, he doesn't actually interact with him in that. Story. So yeah. much like in my opinion, it's very hard, if not impossible, to have a Venom movie without Spider Man, <laughs> um, or at least the presence of Spider Man. Right. I don't know how you have of a Joker movie without at least the presence of Batman. Maybe the presence is felt. Again, maybe you don't. Maybe it's. Maybe he's only seen in shadows. Maybe right. it's so we don't know who the actor is, and they find someone just to just don the just to to whatever put a, put a PA in a pointy hat, yeah, uh, pointy you know cowl, and and maybe you get the bat signal and and yeah. how Joker reacts to that and the absurdity of calling to the bat in the night with a giant bright spotlight and right. that kind of thing. Um, I think you have to have. The presence of the Batman there without actually having Batman that I could see. Right. Um, they just it's you, you. It's a fine line and you have to find the right balance. Right. So we'll, we'll right, see right. how they handle it. Um, I, but I think I think with that, we might be OK. Yeah. To wrap we, up. Yeah. Uh, sure you want to wrap it up? We got nothing else. We yeah. We, yeah. Joker. All right. I, think we, I, think I could hit that button. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, don't forget, you can find us online each and every week over at Patreon.com backslash BK Geek Stuff. Um, that is especially important right now 
Um, so the way it works is if you pledge today, you will not be billed until August 1st. Oh, nice. However, however, these next two months are critical for us as far as New York Comic Con. Right. Um, we are confirmed to be going. Nice. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you and say we're not going. However, you could greatly ease the burden of us getting there and hopefully help us have a much better, much more successful show if you can support the show a little bit. Yeah. Even a buck helps. Um, so if you've been teetering on joining up, uh, now is the time. It's time to tot. Now is the time to do it. Even if you did a buck a month for just July and August, just to check out what the Discord is about. We would be uh, forever grateful. Of course, the other tiers exist as well for the additional content. And uh, we, we love all of you who were who able to pledge. Um, I have an exciting thing in the works that I don't think that you don't even know about. Oh, well, you might know about I might. it. I don't know. You, you might know about it um, because of Discord. But I have something right. in the works for New York Comic Con that will be available to patrons first. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yep, yep. And then to New York Comic Con. More than 50% of it is complete. So it's happening. Oh, my God. Awesome. It's just the I got to put the, the, the finishing touches on it. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. <laughs> um, of course, uh, you can also find us at bkgeekstuff.com, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff. Support us in both of those venues as well. It helps, of course. Subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us on whatever podcast yes. platform you use. Google Music, Stitcher, um, iTunes. The podcast uh, app. Alexa. You know, I think if you play, if I think if you say, oh, Alexa. Wait, on. Alexa, subscribe to Big Kev's <laughs> Geek Stuff. <laughs> that might work. Maybe. Um, so, okay. I, 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 th- I know it works if you say, Alexa, play the next episode, I think, is a Big Kids Geek Stuff. I think that will do it. But either way, subscribe to us. Check us out. Right. Social media, I'm Geek Stuff with G across all the platforms. Uh, I am K. Robert Marlowe on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me as Flick Dude, unfortunate name that it is, that I'm stuck with, on the PlayStation Network. And please, uh, let's compare uh, trophies and shit over there. Uh, I- I'm going nuts on Beyond Two Souls. And uh, you guys should be playing that, too, um, on my second playthrough, because uh, I want to do that until I have the uh, extra capital to grab Detroit, which apparently people are screaming about. Nice. Yeah, Quantic Dreams of shit. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, is that all? that's all I got. Is that all? That, that's that's all it. Across the board? That's it. All so, right. uh, I guess with that, PK and Big Kev, we will end this episode the way we end some episodes, by saying, good luck, Big Kev, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Here's the 